Hi, I'm Molly Wood, host of CNET's Anchor Desk. And I'm Tom Merritt, CNET's author of The Real Deal. Welcome to Buzz Out Loud. Give us about 10 minutes. We'll give you our take on tech news. What do we got today to talk about? I got rebates. I know you got rebates. I got Voom and HDTV. Which one do you want to do first? Mine might be a little cooler. Yeah, so we'll (laughs) save that. So you may or may not have heard, you probably heard, that Voom, the uh, ill-fated satellite high-def system, is finally dead. Is it finally dead? It's finally dead after months. It's been like a <laughs> and months. horror show zombie. I know, poor Voom. Well, the the Cablevision chairman, who Voom was like his baby. Now, if you haven't heard of Voom, it was a satellite service similar to DirecTV or Dish, but it was it was targeted specifically at HDTV. It offered thirty nine channels, twenty one of them you could only get if you signed up for Voom, and the people who signed up for it loved it. I mean, loved it like people love TiVo, but unfortunately, that was only forty thousand people. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you were not one of them. And I was, I'm sorry to say, not one of them. So you, it's your fault. Well, it's because I think the problem with Voom was that it really marketed itself for HDTV only. Like it never said that we're a great alternative to Dish or DirecTV. They just said we're HD, which people thought immediately meant I need a new TV. Yeah, right. And that's what I thought. I used to think that too. And also I, all of the original HD channels I thought were kind of cheap. Cheap. A cheap looking, like oh, oh, yeah. oh, it's all it's yeah. They got a bunch of channels, but they're all made by Voom, so it's probably a bunch of crappy movies. Oh, uh, see, I saw Voom actually at CES when it first came out last year, not the most recent one, but the year before, and it was awesome. I mean, granted, it was a demo, but they just had a billion TVs showing all their mm-hmm. channels, and they all looked phenomenal. I mean, it was undeniably beautiful, but I just was like, well, it's going to cost me seven hundred bucks to get this, and then I'm going to need a new TV, and I have to wait for their DVR to come out. Yeah. And it just, you know, I just think that the average consumer actually isn't ready for HDTV, even though we talk about it all the time. I think they, I think they are because they're buying more TVs, more HDTVs all the time. I think what they're not ready for is a big change of equipment. So, like, once you buy that $3,000 plasma TV, That's you don't want to buy a $1,000 no, receiver. No, no, no. And the fatal flaw in your argument is once you buy that $3,000 oh, plasma TV. Oh, yeah, but you TV, know what? People are buying them, though. Not Look that at, many. Yeah, they no. are. They're, they're, they're moving. In 2002 or something, it was 10% of U.S. households that had an HDTV. And only 20% said that they were thinking of buying a new one. That's a lot of people, but it's not that many people. I don't know. I, I, I need to get some numbers on it. But the electronic stores are moving the HDTVs and people are buying them, even not, especially though. the smaller ones. It seems like they but are they because wanna, they're the, hyping them nonstop. But actually, most analysts are saying that HDTV sales have been kind of a little bit disappointing. And that's part well, of the yeah, reason. they thought everybody was going. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason they say that people, that most people aren't going to be ready when the FCC goes all digital and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. They're not HDTV adoption has actually been a, a little bit disappointing. But I, I think even worse than that is nobody wants to buy extra equipment, even if they're getting the including thousand dollars small TV, which you, they, you can get on payments. I mean, people are doing it. There are people doing it, and ten percent is actually bigger than I would have expected two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, but it's not enough to sustain one little. It's not, company. and that's the thing is you don't want to pay extra for a service, and you don't want to pay extra for equipment. Yep, and in my mind, that equipment is the TV. I think HD is going to catch on just over your regular service. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just going to take time. Yeah. All right. Now, when you buy that big equipment, <laughs> one of the reasons, one of the things that does get you in are rebates, right? Right. You see these in the circulars all the time. The $3,000 TV is only $2,000 after a rebate. Yeah. And good segue. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I didn't catch that. I worked hard on that one. Yes, rebates. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I did a little uh, investigation of rebates because people get ripped off by these things all the time. Yes. And they are not usually a scam, although there are some rebate scams out there that you have to be aware of. Most of the time, they're legitimate. They just make it really, really, really hard. Well, and people are kind of lazy. Because they, they want to take advantage of that laziness, yes. right? So people are lazy, but they don't make it easy for you either. They're like, and we know people are lazy and we know people forget stuff. So we're going to make it really difficult to fill out all the stuff so that people Mm -hmm. won't want to deal with it. And we're going to put a time limit on it. So they keep putting it off until, oh, wait, it's too late. Sorry. And it seems to be actually that kind of this lazy factor is jumping up a tiny bit in the rebate world because, you know, CompUSA was just ordered to pay back rebates that it hadn't been paying. So even when people got off their butts, filled out the whole thing, sent in all the UPC codes and the original packing slips and the blah, blah, blah. CompUSA wasn't paying. Well, here's the thing that people need to be aware of is that CompUSA is not the company that was handling the rebates either. CompUSA is responsible for it. But like all of these things, there's a special rebate company here. And this is this is the economics of rebates. You are going to deal with a company, not the company you purchased your product from. Right. So you may think that you really trust Best Buy or even CompUSA. Mm -hmm. But the fact is... That's not who you're dealing with. That company gets paid a certain amount of money by, let's say, Circuit City or Best Buy to handle the rebates. And it's in that company's interest to have the number of rebates they issue under the amount they got paid so that they make money. Exactly. So they're going to do everything possible to keep you from getting your rebate as within the law most of the time, except as we saw in CompUSA. Right. And that's why you need to keep fighting. Yeah. Either keep fighting or just don't count the rebate when you make your purchase decision. That's my best advice <laughs> so your it's advice like, is actually you know what? If, be lazy yeah seriously i mean <laughs> if you know yourself well enough to know that you know what i'm not gonna pull five upc codes and six copies of the receipt and make sure i get the address exactly right because it's about six thousand characters wrong just assume the price without the rebate because you might be able to find it almost as cheap somewhere else without having that's to go just, through all of that that's just heresy in my house i yeah. have to say my husband is a rebate fiend well, no so rebate goes unpaid there is the economy of time, right? There's yes. my time is worth something. And so maybe if well, you Well, and the rebate a- has to be significant enough to basically pay you back for your time. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly I figure it. my time is worth about 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, there you go. You figure <laughs> that wish. stuff up. And <laughs> yeah, on, on a package of CDRs, no. <laughs> probably Don't not. Don't count no. in the room. On a $3,000 plasma, most it's likely. It's probably worth the time. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of gadgets that we love. Oh, I sent a segue. Ah, new Xbox coming out soon. Ah, you're very excited about this. I'm very excited about this. Actually, I don't think I'm going to upgrade because I am a late bloomer in Uh. the Xbox world. I just bought my Xbox a few months ago. I also don't think I'm going to upgrade because (laughs) clearly the new Xbox is not going to be aimed at me. Mm. And that's not just because I'm a girl. Why? They're releasing. So they're revealing the new Xbox on May 12th. There have been rumors about it. Tons left and right. But their big reveal is on an MTV special. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> it's not so much what's wrong with the it, kids are gonna I love guess. It. Well, exactly. Yeah. The kids are going to love it. It makes me feel like I'm already too old to play Xbox. Also, they have Frodo hosting their special. <laughs> the and actual I, Hobbit? Or do you yeah. mean the actor? <laughs> <laughs> is there an actual Hobbit that I don't know about? <laughs> yes, Molly, there if is. there is, could you send me to my office right Hobbits, after this? Or, yeah. See, now you're going to want to buy the new Xbox. <laughs> it's endorsed Is there by. a Hobbit inside this Xbox? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Elijah Wood. Yeah. And... Dude, he's not that cool. Oh, I don't know. You think Frodo is that cool? He's a hobbit. <laughs> you got <laughs> pretty excited. Hobbits are cool. They also have the killers performing on their show. Uh, very hip. So it's it's basically, and they, they acknowledge, Microsoft definitely acknowledges that some hardcore gamers are going to be like, dude, MTV, are you kidding me? That makes us seem 
like lamers. I think they're banking on the fact that people will be so attached to the equipment and so attached to what's inside and the playability that they'll just want to buy it anyway. Well, and they're banking on the idea that there will be enough people watching the MTV special. Oh, and there know, will of be. Of the, the new demographic. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe it might just be that it's hard to get old. What I want to know is if this is paid. Is what? this Because no, Microsoft no. has been doing this for a long time. They've been doing a lot of paid shows where they they mm. produce a really good television show. It's better than an infomercial, but it's all about Microsoft. What like I want to know. They did a tips and tricks show, yeah. and they did some insider They send me little emails live sometimes, things, yeah, things yeah. you can do with Office. Actually, what I really want to know, which is something you mentioned earlier, is why are they doing it on MTV? Mm-hmm. Like, there are gamer stations. There's that new network, Fuse, which I had never heard of because of the earlier mentioned fact that I'm old. But... It, it's apparently super hip and well, yeah. super popular with, with a, the kids of today. Game Show Network is now GSN, focusing on gaming. There's G4, the Comcast Gaming Network, and there's also Spike, which does a lot. They did the right. Video Game Awards. It's possible that actually what's happening here is that Microsoft is trying really hard to be cool, and they're just not. They might have just missed the boat. Maybe MTV is not actually that cool. Interesting thought. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it just the uh, the <laughs> fact that MTV's over, so Microsoft's over? This is old school. They had a bunch of maybe not they're at actually, all hip maybe, geeks. Maybe the demo is so ho- older they than you think. They think MTV is cool. <laughs> <laughs> now that's just sad. But you know what? It's still a good box, whether yeah, it's on MTV it or not. It sounds like it's going to be a good box. You I've know? heard rumors of dual processors. I'm surprised that Xbox lasted, frankly. I thought it was going to die. I didn't think it was going to be able to outlast uh, PlayStation, and, and it has. It I really, thought it would die, too, until I bought it. You want to get it. really geeky? You want no? No. You don't want to talk I about think the dual chips? I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have. Uh, we want to get to one thing before we're done. Uh, the, just, just real quick, since I since I teased it, AMD and uh, Intel are in the race to unleash the dual core chips. Yes. April twenty first is the the ticker tape that they're all rushing for. Right. So, so they'll both be rushing their chips right out the door to try to beat the other ones, which means they'll be really, really high quality once they hit. And then I wanted to read Rob's email. Uh, we got an email from Rob. We were talking last week about iPods at Duke University, and we were kind of poking a little fun at him by giving all the kids iPods. But he brought up a really good point. Language labs can be a thing of the past. No more tapes and CDs. You just download your language, quote-unquote, tapes uh, from a server in MP3 format, and then the students just listen to them on the iPod. So, so there you go. Duke, there's Duke the other freshman, the just enroll in Russian class, and you can get yourself a free iPod. Duh. Prove that you need it. At the spasibo mode. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> All right. So uh, if you want uh, to give us your feedback, be sure to email us at buzz, B-U-Z-Z, at CNET.com. Uh, we want to hear from you. want to hear what you want to hear. Thanks for having us. I'm Molly Wood. I'm Tom Merritt.